I was watching um, the video today, and I realized for the first time in like 20 years, Mako Tsunami from Yu-Gi-Oh. Yu-Gi-Oh. His pun is actually make a tsunami. I never even realized that. Wow. What? Could have waited to you could have waited to the wap fact wap effects so <laughs> to throw that Whoops. in. Damn, well, you given you given him shit. What have I got? For video free. game. Give him shit. What have I got? For free. Hey guys, welcome back to the Winds Up Gaming Podcast. I am your host, Lamont Gertie, aka That's Gertie. Here with me today are my best co-hosts in the world. We've got Rob. We only, we only and your other co-host, Miko Bellick. Miko, <laughs> aka Mike. Alright guys, welcome to episode four. Actual episode four. So we've got a lot to talk about today for you guys um let's see first um how are you guys doing damn that everybody answer at one <laughs> there's only two uh, of you you could have answered i i am i have lost a lot of my time i could have sworn you were gonna say wait i was about to say congratulations fuck you um <laughs> i've lost a lot of my time to pokemon masters uh, how was that cash grab actually you don't have to spend money in this game so they, they they probably tweaked the um the uh, micro trend well how hard the first of all if you want the is. character if you want a specific character yeah you're gonna waste a lot of money damn but oh, the best God. characters in the game you can unlock your in the story uh so like Cynthia Cynthia is not out yet so I expect when Cynthia comes out I'll be a very poor man <laughs> you know what I, I I think I found something for you. Um, I'll, I'll I'll wait till a holiday, and it's pretty cheap, so I don't have to worry about it. No, my birthday's in three days. What does Brock cost? You said what? Brock is it. There's two versions of Brock you could get in the story. Eyes open One, and eyes closed? Uh, no, it's uh, shirt on Brock and shirtless Brock. Hey, oh, you know you, you, you need that shirtless. One with his Onyx and one with his Tyranitar. Oh. Hey, yo, with his Onyx out? The Onyx one sounds a little bit appetizing. <laughs> Please tell me that's the one with his shirt off. What? The one with the onyx. Uh, battle with yeah. his shirt off. <laughs> with his with his with his rock hard snake out. I don't want to do this podcast no. anymore. Put shirtless Brock. <laughs> oh, you're gonna go to Deviant Art and it's a bunch of other websites. All right. He is shirtless. Yeah. Why would Rob lie? It's Brock, or it's Brock's dad. They have gray hair. You know? Oh, this is a different rendition. This is a different anime rendition of Brock. Are you really looking up shirtless pictures of Brock? Damn. <laughs> in the chat when I find it, so I can share with everyone. It's okay. We can get to the news now. <laughs> All right. So, Wait, um, well. so yesterday I was at my little event, right? Mm -hmm. This kid comes up to me and says. You play video games? 
And before I could get a word, and he said, "Oh no, you don't. You look old." Damn. Disrespected. That's actually a pretty good um, segue into the first news topic. Good, good, go on, Mike. This little mother. You know, and forcing to follow wins up gaming, the number one source of esports news and whatnot. I told him if he behaves and gets straight A's in schools, I'll post his uh, shitty uh, Fortnite gameplay that he records of himself. Damn, that's crazy. We would, you though. seem to be really upset about this. Was. Yeah, it, it, it attacked his, his age. Like, what is Mike other than being the quote-unquote young person? Into like almost seven, eight different generations of consoles. Who's this little motherfucker to come up to me and tell me, do I game? What's wrong with you? <laughs> he was really about kid. to fight a little kid. <laughs> Actual kid. <laughs> oh, man. So today we're going to be talking about the Smock Z. And um, is handheld gaming really marketed towards um, adults, namely people in the 25 to 35 range? Um, so are you guys familiar with what the Smock Z is? Or Smock Z. I've never heard of it. You, Mike? Smock Z. Isn't I think I'm putting Smash Z. Isn't that the dragon from Game Game of Thrones? Close. Um, no, Smock I Z think is like one of those mobile suit Gundams from. Gundam. No, he's he, okay. Um, Rob's joke was a little bit closer. Um, it's actually Yo. you're thinking you're thinking about the dragon from Lord of the Rings, Rob. Game of Thrones. Yeah, but like I said, the, the dragon's name that you were joking with is closer to the one for Lord of the Rings. But the Smock well, Z or Smock Z for my um the Smock Z is the Smock people. Z is the handheld revolution, a new way to oh, play PC. He's literally games. he's literally the reading Smock Z the description. Portable gaming, bringing your I don't know if you know this, but usually Gertie uh doesn't. Damn. Ask me if I knew what the Smock Z was. I was answering his question. You were just reading it from a website. <laughs> I'm not reading off the website. I'm not reading my computer. <laughs> You're literally recording off of your computer. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, so, yeah, what Mike was saying, the Smock Z is um, a handheld PC, kind of, um, that is more towards the gaming side. So, it's a handheld gaming PC um, because there's not really, well, up until like about two years ago, there wasn't wasn't a real market for that. Most of like the handheld quote unquote PC gaming systems were all basically stream boxes, like um, the Nvidia Shield and things like that. So you still had to be at home <laughs> to use it, and it really is, is more for if your computer is in the family room, something like that, or you have to do something with your girl, but you still want to play your game, so you can. And decide and still play whatever game you have on your computer. Um, but this was supposed to be revolutionary into the fact that you actually could play quote unquote triple A titles natively on the system. Um, and this was announced, I want to say 2013. Let me get the actual date this handheld console, um, well, PC was announced because it originally started on Kickstarter. Isn't is Kickstarter just a home for people to ask for money to build their board games? I think it's more non-licensed uh, characters from different gaming companies. Well, that's board, what board games. That's what that's actually what it um, 
evolved into or devolved into whether you think it's a downgrade or upgrade um to what it is currently and that's mainly because of um <laughs> all of the failed projects um and board games are a little bit easier to make as opposed to like full-fledged video games and other things that every time i log into kickstarter it's like help me fund this board game that uses nintendo characters but we're not selling it if you pay us we'll give you a donation of the game so you could try it wink wink <laughs> um yeah some of them like that the best ones i want to say um do kind of do that so like if it's something like the smock z was if you put in a certain amount of money you get the actual system so it's not like you're not it's not like you're getting it for free it's like a super pre-order the only problem is there is a chance that it does not come out and that's what um that's pretty much what the backers of the smock z thought but anyway um the smock z was announced around the time that um a little bit after the this generation of consoles came out oh there we go and it was around 2014 there we go that the Smock Z was announced and people could start um, doing their super pre-orders on Kickstarter. Okay. Um, and it's it was pretty expensive because let's be honest, um, getting AAA games even at that time to run held form factor, you're gonna. So you, what, do you, what do you mean by AAA games? Um, games with a somewhat big budget, um, not indie games, so think like, um, Doom, um, Call of Duty would be like a, is a triple A title, something that has a somewhat high production budget and should have a lot of polish. I'm saying should because sometimes you'll get things like Mass Effect Andromeda, which technically is a triple A game that did not have a lot of polish, unfortunately. So... Yeah, it was announced around 2014. People could start pre-ordering. People were excited because, especially for the um, PC um, environment, there isn't much you can do handheld. If you want to take your PC game portable, you have to spend that money on a gaming laptop. And around that time, entry the barrier of entry to a gaming laptop, laptop you were paying around 2000 it's a little bit better now you're still gonna be paying a lot of money for a gaming laptop in 2019 but there's um some pretty good cheaper options now which was not available in years prior um for example um you can actually get a pretty good gaming laptop that it's not really future proof but it can handle uh, most games now at a reliable frame rate um, for about $800, $800 now, and that's ridiculously cheap when you consider the parts that have to go into it. If you want to go top of the line, you're going to be spending anywhere from three to $4,000, so almost as much as you would for a, a actual gaming, full-on gaming PC, but you're paying for the portability. Okay, makes sense. So the Smock Z, um, backers were spending anywhere from two hundred to about seven hundred dollars for the pre the super pre-orders which is still a steal 
and people were excited for it like i said um it was what the vita was supposed to be and what the switch is currently um but they ran into a bunch of issues mainly because the technology that they were pushing wasn't really out there yet and so they had to make their own um silicon and things like that and their own um motherboard to support it and it just wasn't working for them they thought that they could with things that they got from their backers but it it wasn't um and they haven't had an actual physical copy for um the consumers or backers to actually see the things that they did show um prior to this year um were all mock-ups they had actually had a physical console that they could show off but it wasn't hands-on and it, you could only saw it through video and most of the videos it was highly edited because you can't do anything on YouTube without somebody really dissecting the video and they found out that one of the videos was definitely streamed onto the system so the person who was simulating his playing it wasn't really playing and a lot of even bigger console makers and things like that do that but they'll say that this is simulated footage and they usually do that because like the game is not really complete yet or whatever uh but yeah so 2014 was when it was announced and did not we didn't have a actual physical con copy for a consumer to actually get hands-on with until this year um last year um smock z had a major update and they started to partner with amd which is perfect because AMD does amazing APUs. And for people who don't know what that is, that's what is in the gaming consoles right now. It is a CPU, so a computer um, processing unit that has a an internal graphics card inside of inside of it. So it's the integrated graphics. And AMD makes pretty good ones where you can actually play some pretty good titles, um, not at like the ultra setting or like really high, but it's a pretty good setting where the game doesn't look really ugly and um, it was very playable. Yeah, there we go. That's that's a um, and so they they partnered with them, and year after that partnership. He actually had a physical copy for people to see at last year's E3, and it came with a little mixed um, mixed reviews. Some people were not excited about the build quality. Um, some things that were from the earlier build before AMD um, partnered up were still there with like their physical buttons, but for the most part, there is some um, optimism on at least the software side. And I'm actually personally excited for it. Um, I would love to be able to take my PC titles on the go. Um, but I want to say the best YouTuber for this kind of thing. His name is the Fox. The Fox. Let me get his actual name. He is a reviewer of PC hardware, but he. He leans more towards um, handheld gaming PCs, um, and th the main competitor for the Smock Z right now is the GPD, um, which started off. It's a Chinese company that started off doing um, 
little Android emulating um, handheld systems, and they moved on to Windows. Um, yeah, and so what he does is he really gets into the hardware and he tweaks it and he makes everything well, for the most part what the manufacturers do for these handheld pc gaming pcs they do a pretty good job to get the game to run but it's not fully optimized really because a lot even a lot of gaming laptop people don't fully optimize it to get the full extent out of it and that's up to the community to tweak it some more to really get it to do what you want to do so this guy's name is the fox um it is t-h-e space p-h-a-w-x on youtube and he does a lot of benchmarks for these things and with his hand with his um hands-on copy of the smog z he's already undervolted it and done a bunch of things and he's gotten some games to look pretty impressive on it um he got Sekiro Shadows Die Twice to run at the game um at a pretty steady 45 frames per second. It's not the best, but um you're basically almost at a locked 30. It does drop below that a few times, which is impressive. That game is somewhat demanding. Um he even got the Witcher 3 at 720p to run at almost locked 30 frames. Um, and that's kind of similar to what the um, Witcher 3 is going to be running at on the Switch. Um, and he got Persona 5 to run at a locked um, 30. So, yeah, the actual system looks promising. Um, what do you guys... Are you guys interested in a handheld system similar to... The switch but for a little bit more powerful games i think i'm for um a handheld system that is that powerful i mean i don't see why not i, I see a lot of the people today you know playing the switch on the train because i live in new york and i take public transportation every day and a lot of you know a lot of times i see older people um when i say older i mean you know above 20 to 30 mm -hmm. uh, playing the switch you know, on the subway, and you know, most of the time you think they're playing Smash, but you sometimes they're playing like a Zelda or you know, a, a Skyrim. I think came out for the Switch. I know oh, I yeah. saw a fantasy RPG a person was playing, so I, I don't see the problem with a, a a handheld system coming out because, truth be told, at at my stage of life right now, it's very hard for me to come home and play a console game because you know, I work. You know, I have a nine to five, and uh, most of the, my free time is spent with my family or doing certain things. The only time I really get to play my games is you know, that that very lax downtime I have, or you know, on my commute, or I'm playing maybe a uh, my Switch, or I'm playing a, a mobile game like uh, Pokemon Masters, Pokemon Go, or something like that. So I think, you know, having that accessibility for people to, who don't have so much free time i think that's very very good i, I mean I, I would definitely like to you know look into it about it yep. uh, i agree um and the reason why we're talking about this is because i have a theory that handheld gaming 
in general is actually made for people of our generation people in their somewhat like late 20s i'm gonna say about 25 to maybe mid 30s and above because handheld gaming really started around our generation when we were kids and i feel like the the community um for the handheld handheld gaming is has been growing with its audience in order to keep us somewhat in there and we are getting a lot more mature games for on the go like when we were kids most of the games that were were handheld were definitely 90% or like 100% aimed toward kids like the only quote unquote adult games that were out were like tetris things like that and that's as adult as it can be only because yeah, would, you, would you say that they were made for kids or simplified to complement the handheld consoles at the well a little bit of both um because they, once they've made once the games for the they've made resident Evil games and doom games and stuff like that yeah but that that's later on i'm talking i'm talking about as the progression like when it first started um most of the games on the game boy yeah yeah I mean, if you think about it, um, back in that time, you know, video games were still considered for children, for kids. So, yeah, uh, a lot of the games were marketed towards kids. I mean, some of the biggest games around that time for the original Game Boy. I'm not talking about like '96, where obviously that's when Pokemon and stuff like that. Up, but I'm talking about like before that. You had Tetris, you had your Mario games, you had you know your Donkey Kong uh, Adventure. No, that was Game Boy Advance. Yeah, those were yeah those were the closest quote unquote adult yeah. games that came out for handheld, and then as the as the software um, progressed and got a little bit more mature, and they realized that some adults are getting into it, that's when you started to see other games come to like handheld, but it was still mostly marketed towards a younger audience, and especially that definitely. Um, slowly getting got more mature with like the game boy advance and so on and so forth and so i feel like gaming especially for the handheld scene really grew up with its audience and i feel like that's the progression we're in right now let's let's be honest um uh, i mean i i disagree in a sense uh my opinion my thoughts on with in regards to the smash z is that i feel like most not all the AAA titles that come out for the the are gonna come out for it are games that uh, I think for the majority of people prefer playing at home in the sitting setting compared to on the go. I think what makes the Switch and all those other the Switch or let's compare like the uh, PSP Vita came out in comparison to the uh, it's right what what Nintendo con what handheld Nintendo consoles out. That was the 3DS. 3DS. I think with on the go, it's just convenient. Something that you don't have to get too divulged in. It, it varies from person to person with like games like Zelda and stuff like that, but like a game like The Witcher or or let me think of a thing another one like Dying Light and stuff and stuff like that. I I just hard, I find it hard for someone to sit down on the train for about thirty minutes to get into it and then go about it and then continue off. I agree with you a little bit, but I mainly disagree with you for two reasons. Um, going back to the Vita, the Vita didn't fail. Um, because there was no interest in playing like AAA titles on the go. The Vita failed because Sony did a horrible job at marketing the Vita. Sony was 
at that time sony was basically marketing off of the success the comeback success of the ps3 they didn't really do much for the vita they were like oh let's just throw these big titles at you for the vita and that's it um but like the nintendo switch shows that people would do like the option of taking those triple a or those full-on home console experience experiences on the go the reason why i think so is because especially like for an rpg if you're into the rpg you're playing it and then you put it down and you have to go off to school or work and i feel like it's more towards an older audience who has responsibilities as a kid it doesn't really matter you go you go to school you come home you do your homework you still have a long time to do whatever you have to do as an adult you have a lot more things you have to worry about um even after you get off work and then you're extremely exhausted throughout the day uh, throughout the night um you know, like for me i the reason why i like the vita so much um even when sony stopped officially supporting it is a lot of japanese rpgs came out for it and I think that especially on the go, RPGs are some of the best type of games for um what do you call it? mobile gaming because especially if you can play it on a console for it to be at its full graphical glory and then continue on with the story as you um go on along your day. And especially for like adult gamers, like I said, we don't have all the time in the world to play certain games. The way we would like to play we have the money to buy it but we don't really have the time to play it um, um i'm not sure about you guys but as an adult i have a lot more money to actually buy the things that i want but in the past i want to say what four or five years this is like the biggest my backlog of incomplete games has ever been i have a lot more games that i've ever had in my tenure of playing video games but this is the most it, i'm gonna say this generation especially is like the most uh, i haven't completed that many games <laughs> this is the first time i've ever really had that i don't know if you guys are in the same boat no no i'm, I'm in the same boat yeah and it's don't basically for the kids who do listen don't ever grow up it's a it's a scam all right you 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 want to have your freedom which is all good you want to get money to buy all your games yeah, but you, you don't have time to play it that's not what you just said that you just you went really dark i was not going dark i was going the peter pan route, but okay um uh, now i have to put a disclaimer that um the winds up and gaming podcast does not condone suicide and all that it's never it's Let never me, the way I mean, I- Rob, let me ask you a question. Have no, you ever played? Uh... Go ahead. Uh, I did play Uncharted Abyss, and I also know that Peter Pan kidnapped a bunch of kids and held them against their free will. Uncharted <laughs> <laughs> Abyss, yeah, I did. That was a good play, game. I did play Uncharted Abyss. Yes, it was actually, it actually it came out for PlayStation uh, Plus. It came out yeah. for free on the PlayStation Plus thingy. I bought it. I bought it on launch. Yeah, but I bought it when. It, when yeah, I bought it on launch. It was a good game. The Vita had the Vita had a lot of good games. Um, the only issue was again Sony's marketing and um, and some polish for certain some things. Like I think um, my kind of follow up though. Uh, the, oh. So when you mentioned the Switch and you mentioned that you see a lot of people playing the Switch and stuff like that on, on the train on the trains or McDonald's and stuff like that, we then have to ask ourselves what games are they playing? 
I've I've seen uh, I've I'm seen a lot of Zelda. Top Ten list of just based off the, the games that have been selling. The Zelda's up here, but majority of these games, Splatoon, Mario Party, Super Mario Deluxe, are games that you can play on the go. They're not games that require full attention. The game that's in here that you could say you can make an argument for is a, is a Zelda Breath of the Wild. So I'm, I, me, I just find it hard so, for someone to sit down and play like an Assassin's, like an like Last of Us. Like Rob, truth be speaking, can you see yourself playing Last of Us handheld, like on play for thirty minutes and continue, or do you honestly feel like that's a game that you need to sit down and yourself no. in and things like that? I guess I see where you're coming at. A game like that, I, I don't really see myself playing on the train or on my commute. It just depends the way the game is set because I could play a fancy RPG or a mm-hmm. Japanese RPG on my community. I mean, I've been done it for years. I played Pokemon that way. Mm-hmm. And I could play Uncharted the same way because Uncharted is a game that's split into chapters. Mm-hmm. So usually you may play a chapter on the train, but I see like an open world game that is not very linear. I, I, I can see what you're saying because it then kind of needs your full attention. So, you know, and then you might get, uh, you know, submerged into the game, and usually a game like that, it takes a lot of time. So I see what you're saying when you say, uh, do I see myself, you know, playing on the go? And, you know, I, I don't personally, but uh, maybe there are people that do. And the statistics do say that those games don't sell as much on the handheld, so I get Mike's point. Oh, yeah, I, I get it as well, and the most part, like I said, he's, he's right. But um, when the Switch came out, it really didn't have that many of those type of games for um to to play like that um which call it um skyrim came somewhat late in that um in that time period um but look splatoon isn't is mostly an online people are still playing that somewhat on the go um and smash is a good thing if you're trying to practice certain things um for an actual um competition or anything like that um i it's it's just the fact that having the option that's i think that's another reason why the switch did so well because it's technically both you can play the things on the go and you can play it at home the reason why i like the idea is of course you're not going to play every triple a title on the go but for me personally a game with a good story um I would play on the go. Um, I would definitely play The Last of Us on the go because when the first one came out, I think I beat that thing, I, that game in like 12 hours in like two sittings. It was either 12 or 13 hours. Um, it's a long commute. <laughs> yeah, it would have been better if I, if I could take it on the go because um, I would have still been somewhat immersed i probably would have missed my stop by one maybe um but i like the option to take it on the go like certain games it just wouldn't work like your competitive shooters i you would never play a game like overwatch or call of duty apex on the go mainly because our internet isn't really there yet 5g could support that but 5g is a whole nother issue in getting that to really work um so i feel like it's mostly for those story-based games your rpgs your yakuza's things like that i feel like that's i don't even think you could play yakuza on the go 
I think with our, like what Rob said, with RPGs that lean there and stuff like that, which is which is something which is like solely based with solely uh, majority Japanese games and Japanese RPGs and whatnot. I just felt like like games like Pokemon and stuff like that that simplified in in regards to there's not much you have to do, but the complexities and the details and things like that, right? But is it something that if you just want to catch Pokemon and just finish the simple story mode, you can do that? I feel like games like uh. Like Yakuza is, is you, it's not a game that it's it's something that you need to be you sit down and submerge. Like there's a good there's a good uh, lane for Smashy. I just don't think it it's moving anything because I think handheld's been solidified in a space where you don't have to sit down and devote yourself into whatever game you're playing. Uh, depending on the, depending on like uh, how can I explain myself, Rob? Like do you understand what I'm trying trying to say? No. Like. I'm, <laughs> I'm saying like games like Yakuza, you can't. I don't see people playing on the go. I think those are games that you have to sit down and play. Like Shenmue, and you, you, this is a game that you'd have to sit down and play it rather than you sitting down and playing on the go. Like I don't see people playing a game like that. Games like Apex and those games are like on the competitive mm-hmm. online games. So what about Fire Emblem. So that's what I'm saying. It's like a simple RPG game. It's a pretty much simple RPG game. I don't think Fire Emblem's pretty no, simple. No, Fire, Fire Emblem's not simple. But it's, a, it's a game. It's a game. It's, it's an RPG. A simple RPG game. Not. I'm not saying it's a simple RPG game. When when you compare Yakuza, there's the environment, the graphics, and these these things are essential for you to truly enjoy the game. To get the gist of the area, the, the towns, the people, and stuff like that. Fire Emblem I, isn't. Fire Emblem isn't like that. I can. I again. I have to disagree with you because. I, um, even if like the graphics on handheld um, don't necessarily compare to what it would be as a full home experience, just to get somewhat close to that is somewhat more impressive. Um, there's certain times that it won't be um, like it's impressive that they got The Witcher to run on the Switch, but um, I'm not more impressed with the way it looks on the Switch as opposed to the way it looks on like my Xbox. Um, one X, um, but it's still an amazing looking title. Um, for example, um, even though it doesn't have a another console counterpart, the game that just came out for the Switch um, this Friday, um, Astral Chain, um, where a handheld game, that game is beautiful to look at. It, it gets upscale a little bit when you put it on the dock and you can sit down and play it on a TV or monitor, but I prefer playing it on the um, handheld, um, just because of the how beautiful it looks, the only thing I wish is I wish I had the new um, Switch so it didn't die so soon. Um, but that's it. Well, now speaking about the negatives, I think that's really the only negative for the portable scene. I don't think it's the type of game and an immersion, because I feel like with anything, you can... If the developer is good enough, they can get you emerged into a game, even if it is on the go. The only issue is battery life. Um, if it can survive the average commute and um, even like the average plane ride, I feel like that is where you want to go. I feel like a minimum that you need is to be able to play your most powerful game on whatever your handheld system is for at least five hours. You're not going to, for the most time, you're not going to be playing that game at <laughs> for five hours straight unless you're on a long flight. But I feel like that's the only hurdle 
that you hit right now because i think that's in my opinion that's the biggest problem with the original switch um it has what five hours life like six hours on standby um it's probably more on standby but when you play games like um breath of the wild with something that normally you'll get five to six hours with i think breath of the wild wild you get anywhere from like three to two and a half hours um which is okay for like your regular transit commute but for like a plane ride that, that's not really going to cut it okay well games kids play us kind of like in a gray area as well i mean uh, some of the, uh, some of the, i'm looking at the game lists some of the games that's coming up for this match see i mean these are games like call of duty or well technically it's not coming out for the smug z it's just it's it's oh, it's just it's just it's just a um, PC game. It's just a it's a, a okay. PC. So anything you can play on your computer, you'll be able to play on that. And that's what I like because, um, let's see, the it Xbox makes it easier for tournaments. I would say that. You said what? Makes it easier for tournaments. Uh, I have to disagree. I don't think any tournament's gonna let you use a Smoxy. You you want the high, you want you want to be able to play with the highest end specs. Like not like not graphic wise, but like you want to be able to push your frames to ridiculous amounts so you can actually get the response time you need. Um, so how about this? How about we take the Smog Z and mm-hmm. throw it out? No, no. So Rob, Rob, would you play Arkham Knight on the Smog Z? If you had the option, if you had the Smog Z and you had your whatever the PS4, would would you play the, the Batman Arkham Knight on the Smog Z? If Arkham Knight, if I've never played Arkham Knight before, I would say I'd rather play on the PlayStation 4. But since I've played it numerous times, I don't mind playing it on the Smog Z because I've already played the game. I already know what's about. I've already been immersed in it. Okay. So it won't take that much to get me back into it because I already know what's going on. I don't have to pay that much attention. So I would say, you know, I'd I, I rather play it on the PlayStation 4. If I never played it, but since I played it, I'll, I'll play it on the smog. Okay, this is I th- I, th- I think I know how to. Either... Because at the end of the day, we have to be mindful that I live in New York City, so I can't give my full attention to a video game while I'm on the train. That's my point. That's only that's my only point. Someone, but it's I mean, not. The other, some, some homeless dude came up to me and was like, "I'll oh, I'll never give you a million dollars if I won the lottery or something stupid like that." And then you debate him and say that you definitely could get him to. No, give I was thinking, like, should I hit this guy or should I just turn around <laughs> and walk away? But a game like Spider Man that just recently came out, like, Rob was telling me all these, all the different, like, uh, 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 Easter eggs that he found playing, while playing the game and things like that. Oh, yeah, because there's a he lot. Down, he, to, he submerged and he had to, he, he, he was in that world. I, I feel like you, I, I think you can't do that with a game like that on, on a. I, the Smog Thief. Uh, caters to us. I feel a small demographic in, in gaming. I, the I, broad base, which Nintendo has figured out with their first-party titles, is like it's like the iPhone. Like simplicity is the greatest complexity, kind of thing. Like with Pokemon, like you somewhat. to the average person, you might think, "Oh, they're just catching Pokemon," but there's layers and layers and layers of it under that, and you can choose to de- which to decide which one Pokemon player you are. You can just be a, a casual one, like a friend that we know, or you can be someone that's that knows the ins and outs and doing these different things, like Rob, or like you, a squirrel. Huh. 
I see what you, I see what you're um you're trying to say, and the argument it's is, really and your argument is correct. But you got to think of it like this: the Smock Z or something like the Smock Z isn't meant to replace your main console. It's a complementary console, and it's like so. Let's let's say you're playing. Let's use Batman Arkham. You're you're playing that right. You played it all night. You're into. You're at a point that you're really locked into, and you know you're almost done. But you have to go to work, and you're not driving. You're taking public transportation. You don't have to end your gameplay right then and there at home. You can take it, pick up your progress where you are on the go, and continue the story. So you can extend your um your gaming session. And that's another reason why I believe handheld gaming um is mainly for um adults now um because of the fact that most adults will have these high-end pcs or gaming consoles and they still just don't have the time to actually play gaming is only for adults no not only i said mainly marketed towards adults there are all right mm -hmm. i got a couple of questions here one you said you pick up your progress and go right yeah so we know arkham knight came out for pc right mm -hmm. so in this scenario you're saying that someone is playing arkham knight on their, their smog right mm -hmm. and smog, smog is smog. that is that's the name of the dragon from lord of the rings yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. sorry. No, they're playing they're playing it on the on the on their smog right <laughs> at home and then they're picking up their smog and, and playing it on the their public transportation that's the scenario you're giving me no they're playing it on their pc at home and they would need two copies of arkham no they just need one yeah it's Guy, it's base you said what back home? who are these millionaires you're talking about it's a comp it's a complimentary system and it's not like i said that's why i said um handheld um gaming like that is mostly marketed towards adults i you, think mobile gaming in general is marketed towards adults now yeah. I think mobile gaming in general is marketed towards adults now. Yeah. Just uh, the way everything's going, the microtransactions that you, you have exactly. to pay is only adults that could really have paid paid this uh these fees to get into a game on mobile and most of the time kids don't even, a lot of the younger generation look frowns upon mobile gaming for some reason, even though those are the younger generation thinks so. I think so. No, I, I I agree. I I used to think mobile gaming. Would... When I was younger, mobile gaming is like, oh, that's not really gaming. Yeah, when I was younger, I thought that on your phone is that's not a real game. Yeah, that's that's more of the fanboyism too. You know, oh, uh, I'm not gonna play on the mobile. I got a whole Xbox. Xbox is the truth, the light in the way. <laughs> truth, light in the way. <laughs> well, I'm not gonna go play a game on my iPhone. That's not a real game. That's not a real gaming. Real game is Xbox. Mobile gaming is marketed to to, to the kids. That's, mm. that's this is how everyone's babysitting their children nowadays. You put a tablet in front of their face, you get a little game in there, and boom, they're good. Well, doesn't well, it doesn't necessarily have to be a game on the tablet. You just leave it on YouTube and I was going to say that as someone who has children in their life, most of the time they're on kids YouTube, YouTube, and if they're playing a game, they're playing a game based on the show they're watching. Mm-hmm. So they might be like, um, oh God, what's the, the show with the puppies? Um, um, 
What, sure, Paw, Paw, Paw Patrol. No, there we go. So they might want to play a Paw Patrol game, but kids have short attention spans. So they, they'll play it and then they'll move on and then they start watching YouTube. They start watching Ryan's World or Ryan. And then they, they, they first off, these kids don't even finish one video. They, go, they just press next before the video's over. Yeah, and that's, that is triggering. <laughs> it's very triggering. <laughs> so. My godson does that. Makes so sense. let me ask you a question. So Pokemon Go is the one of the most played uh, mobile games, right? By player count. Uh, yes. I mean, I can't, I can't find the numbers on this. So how, like, do you feel Pokemon Go is marketed to adults? Yes. Yes. And if you so? play Pokemon Go, the character that you play as looks Isn't more, it? Mm -hmm. it looks like an adult compared to when you play Pokemon on your DS or something. The Pokemon the Pokemon game on your DS or even the Game Boy, they're, they're supposed to represent a person between the age of 10. I think in black and white, it goes up to the age of 16. Okay, I've got the numbers. I got the numbers for you. Um, okay, this point, like, God damn, I can't even say nothing. Jesus, man. Damn, I was, trying to, I, was trying to, I was trying to help with the things. All right. I don't need your help. Damn. I need your help. Jeez Louise. And the person in Pokemon Go, that the, the main character you play with, Looks like someone that could be in their in their early twenties or even mid twenties. Ready? I feel like the game is marketed towards adults. Can, can plus, Rob finish his point. A lot, of, a lot I of did. times, in order to play Pokemon Go, you have to be out, you have to be moving, you have to be going from place to place. It's not a stationary game. You have to be moving. So, I think a lot of parents may not feel comfortable with their kid going. You know, oh mom, I'm gonna go walk around. The neighborhood and catch Pokemon. I think, what what the heck? You mean you wouldn't work around the neighborhood and catch Pokemon? You stay like, what have I got? It's home. <laughs> so, as Rob said, and the Rob, average. Rob was done. Rob, are you done with your point? He stopped talking. Shut up. Anyway, um, the average cool. age. These are the percentage of the average ages for Pokemon Go community. The lowest being 50 years and older, with six percent. Yes. They're age 13 to 17, 22%, 46 is around for age our age. Yeah. And then 25% is 30, 30 and 50. So, yeah, Pokemon Go is marketed a little bit towards the older audience. I mean, when Pokemon Go first started, they started with Gen 1. Yeah. So, and that's... I think even the marketing campaign showed like an older person walking past, mm -hmm. like, if I if, if poster, I don't think they were like, oh, blue. Yeah, actually, I now that you mentioned it, I don't think there were any kids in the original um, reveal of Pokemon Go. Yeah, the, literally the first person that they showed was a businessman in Japan. Next was a woman. Okay, there's one kid, but that kid is with her dad, who's actually holding the phone, about to catch the Charizard. Two boys. <laughs> Yeah, they only showed people who were ranging in their early 20s and early 30s. Yeah, the only kid that was shown was with their father catching a Charizard, and the father was the one who was um, catching the Charizard in the actual reveal. All right, so that is our segment on mobile gaming in the Smock Z for our UK audience that we don't have because we're only people only watch us you and don't listen know to us. That. You don't know that. 
I have the I have the demographics. We're a hundred percent US. That's why I've been saying trying to say smock Z. So um when our European they, people no in the UK, no one in the UK watches us. Well they would listen and um they're definitely not now now that you're mocking their accent. Not mocking them. <laughs> you're definitely mocking them. Alright, so right now, um reservations are open and only ten dollars will Secure your purchase of a smock is $10. Your reservation. You'll have to pay the rest later. But after that, it starts at $699 US, $899 US, and then $1,099. But I'm, let me see. Let me actually. Yeah. So, yeah, so um, $1,099. So you're probably going to be spending. A little bit over eleven hundred with tax and shipping after that. Yeah, that's the max price. And actually, how much is the switch? <laughs> switch, switch is what three fifty. Interesting. Okay, um, let's get on to the next story, and it involves gender roles in video game history. All so, right, bros, I'm gonna head out. <laughs> so, it the most recent um. I guess you can say, hmm, how, how, how can I word this? The most recent hate came from a game that I'm very much looking forward to, and a lot of people are. Um, NBA 2K, because they announced the WNBA. <laughs> no. Cyberpunk 2077. Uh, That's Keanu Reeves, right? Yeah. Um, oh, it's, bad. It's, an R- it's an RPG game. Um, it's like a traditional RPG game. And for games like that, you create your character who will serve as your avatar in the game. And um, on the character creation, the option of just the physical words, all right? And still choose this type of character. I'm putting it out there. But the actual words, male and female, do not appear in the character creation anymore. So you don't create, you don't start off your creation going, I'll be a male or I'll be a female. You pick your body type and then the rest of your dimensions and stuff like that, your voice, things like that, so on and so forth. And some people were up in arms because people are idiots. And so the first thing came is, so if I want to play as a a man, I can't play as a man. Um, Still can't, just pick the body type of man and make your voice male voice and you will still be referred to as your actual name and then he or she depending on what choices you made but because of the fact that the physical words of male and female aren't there people have been up in arms and i blame the current climate um of people it's pretty hot out here of people um, We're in the middle of the heat wave. Being mad at the current um, gender evolution revolution that we're currently in. Um, but this isn't a big deal. RPG games like that have done things. Okay. I grew up in the age where an old white man walks <laughs> into your room while you see what says, Hey, are you a boy or a girl? Why is an old white man busting into your room oh, asking sorry, you? Oh, sorry, Japanese man. <laughs> Bust in my room, and he says, are you a boy or a girl? 
this is my grandson. Uh, what oh. was your name again? No, you're talking about you're talking about Professor Oak. <laughs> I didn't know where you were going for a second. <laughs> I, I didn't know if he was taking this either. <laughs> I was like, this is this might be problematic where you're going. Uh, I, like, I don't know if I'm making it look human or I just stay quiet. <laughs> I mean, uh, I mean, I don't see what the outreach is. It's, it, it's progressive. We're progressing as a community, as a society. Yeah. Different things. Like, if you want to make a guy, make a guy. If you want to make make whatever you want, they're allowed. I just think people nitpicking. Yes, definitely. Uh, just, that's all it is. It's just a bunch of losers just nitpicking. I won't even call them losers. I'll say it's a bunch of people with traditional beliefs, traditional right, views. Don't worry, Mike. You won't call them losers, city. but I'll call them losers. But continue. Outrage was that when a freaking uh, uh, freaking Dalsim is is a cliche, stereotypical Indian guy and Borog, the black <laughs> uh, Mike Tyson, is missing a tooth. Is your Soviet Union nationalist? Like, where, where was all this? It's just people picking and choosing. Or an old Japanese baby. white man who could tell, can't tell the difference between the boy and the girl. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Pick the game, create whatever the hell you want. And this is just, this is this game, as big as the hype is behind it, is just showing that we, as a community, are evolving, that everyone is accepted regardless of your viewpoints or your beliefs or your, your, whatever you label yourself and things like that. Like, this isn't, this is, this is, this is a positive, guys. Yeah. Also, you're in this, you're in a future cyberpunk world where literally whatever you look like or whatever you are doesn't matter. You can literally change any body part to a cybernetic oh, one man. or whatever. I mean, he's like, oh my gosh, man, this, this, this is a, this is a sign of bad times. <laughs> and, you, you and so when this came up, I decided to look at what like the history for like gender roles and all and just the way we, we treated like men and women in terms of video games. And so I want to say like the main sticking point that I found is mainly because like when games first came out, regardless of who it was targeted towards in terms of age, gaming from its inception has mostly been targeted towards males and Unfortunately, there's like the stigma only guys play games and then only kids play games and It hasn't really been marketed towards women and then I want to say towards like the early 2000s people realized that yeah women play video games as well And so when they started trying and um, Incorporate women into games they were very A lot of the women in games didn't have a huge um, impact in the story oh, until yeah, later, and like support system and things like that. Yeah, and then if it was like a, a good article, yeah, and if it was like a violent video game, they would shy away from showcasing any violence towards women until I would say, yeah, in distress. So, like I was saying, Odyssey did like an article a couple of years back where they were yeah. talking about like uh, the evolution of gender roles in video gaming. And how would women initially were portrayed as they were either sexually objectified or they mm -hmm. had like a negative stereotype or had traditional gender roles, right? Or they were like, like think of uh, the the Donkey Kong, the original uh, Donkey Kong game. Why do you say original? You mean where, like where, still, and and well, like yeah, still all the Mario games, mostly all the I mean, Mario the, games. Yeah, most of them. Yeah, most of them. The Danzel and distressed and and whatnot. Like, I mean, look at look at Resident Evil Four with like Ashley Graham's character being that. 
stereotype and whatnot. So I guess now when you don't have a label where you, everything is just a free for I wouldn't say a free for all, where you just you have the ability to be whoever you want. Uh, but that's but that's the way it should be open. Like more women are playing games every year, and you would want to get represented. It's just like how now you have more people of every nationality in movies now. Because if you go back even a few years ago, most of like the main blockbuster movies, you'd rarely see a person of color, no matter what nationality, as the lead role. And if they were a person of color, it was only certain type of movies they could be in, or it was like a handful of certain people of color that would be in. It wouldn't be all inclusive. My meanwhile, on the other spectrum, you would see a bunch of new, new faces, um, but they were all new white faces. And we're just we're trying to evolve as a society in general, um, and like. Gender roles for women have started to change slowly but surely. Um, and even when they made those changes, it was still still kind of kind of bad. Like if you look at um, games like Final Fantasy, um, Tifa, um, badass um, woman who. If you listen to the last podcast, Mike didn't play Final Fantasy. <laughs> badass woman uh, who kicked even, ass. Even with, even with Tiffa though, she was. No, that's she what, was, no, that's uh, what I'm getting. That's, so, what, I'm, that's I mean, what I'm. That's what I'm. That's what I'm getting wait, on Mike. Hold on. Mike, this, this, this is my thing. How was she objectified though? That's what Mike. That's what I was. That's what I was getting. Tiffa was dressed. All right, you you I didn't want you didn't want me to you didn't want you want me to let Mike um Rob finish, but I wasn't done. Even though she was a bad, even though she was a badass, she was portrayed as someone who had unnatural <laughs> measurements for her bus size, and then going to. I gotta disagree. Anyway, for no, for her... no, no, no. There are women out there who have huge busts. Okay, Rob, Rob, can okay, you can Rob. You Google, can yeah, Google. Google? No, I know. I'm being serious. Why? No, no, no. It's 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 a problem because if even if a woman who has a big bust, if she's a fighter who moves or an acrobat who moves around like Tifa, they bind their breasts whether they're wearing a sports bra or they're doing the traditional Japanese binding because it gets in the. That, that's not what we said. You guys just the, said that she had an unnatural size bust, and I'm there's yes for someone for for someone who moves around like she does. It doesn't make any sense. Okay, they so, they somewhat they somewhat they somewhat fixed it in the remake that they say is coming out somewhat. But then when you go along with when you look at um other yeah, badass, you got, you got haters that hate women with big busts. They're like, oh, it's not a realistic body type. But there are women like that. That's, yeah, that's, there are women like that. This is this is my thing for moving around. Tifa in the game is is in the main characters of the main characters is the only one that isn't fully closed. Uh, that's like that. not that's not true. What's 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 the name? What's the name of the? No, it's no. What's the name? Why can't I remember the black guy's name? He doesn't have a shirt on. Stereotype <laughs> too. He's a he's a he's a negative stereotype. He's a, ne- How is a negative, he negative as well. The big black guy with a gun is not a negative stereotype. Hey, they were more than one person with a gun in the game. Yeah, big black guy with a gun. It's like yeah. there's not a negative. That's story. how their world works. There's people with giant weapons. Okay. But okay, so the, you're but a soldier. Too. You're a soldier, right? In 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 this world, right? 
and, and your your chief gives you a, a gun, you're gonna be like, oh, whoa, you gave me this gun because I'm black? <laughs> you are literally a soldier. He's like, yes, Tyrone. I uh, that's the reason why I issued you this gun. Tattoos on a flat top with a tattoo on the face. That's not you. Uh, you're gonna sit here and tell me that Barrett, it, not not on it's Final Fantasy. Uh, well, to be well, to be fair, um, face tattoos weren't really that popular in the time what? that the game came out. Yeah, like. Remember the okay, game so came out in the nineties because Mike didn't play Final Fantasy Seven. But like I was That's saying, in the next the Google the pictures, I have to play the game to understand that Tiff is Tiff is fighting a bunch of villains with a, a tube top. No, but the, short, no, but the, the issue is the issue is her bus size and the fact that she's flipping around and stuff like that. That's not something someone with big breasts would want to do. It's hurtful. Another character is um, so Laura Crown from, from, from this podcast. Women, if you have a giant bus, do not flip around or be an acrobat. No. Sorry. No, also, what they, women, I just I listen, I literally just said at the beginning of that when they do have big bus, they bind them with a sports bra so it doesn't hurt them as much. That's the only issue. Women, and we're how going. You know have them blind. This was on the PlayStation One. It was all pixels. You can't. Tell. You don't. You don't. If you if you bind skirt. If you bind your breast, you're not gonna have your bust sticking out the way um, Tifa has hers. What are you talking about? Why are you just still talking about binding breast? No, because it is a video game. They're not gonna go into detail about binding a breast. I wouldn't be surprised if they just yes, in the game. No, yeah, well, they wouldn't at, at that technology. But I, I, like, I, I was trying to get to the point, and yes, they would. Again, Mike looking at Lord, <laughs> he did play Final Fantasy. He didn't play Final uh, Fantasy VII. He didn't know what system he was on. I played Final Fantasy VII. Anyway, Laura Croft. Her first um, characters? No, she was completely objectified, so we can move on from that. No, no, but I'm going on to the next one. <laughs> was it? Oh my god. Can, can I finish the what f- got? Can, can I finish the fuck point? Oh my god. Alright, so the first <laughs> iterations of um, Laura Croft. Super objectified, big breast, short shorts, and she flipped around, which didn't make any sense. Move All on I'm to... Saying. I'm not done yet. <laughs> Move on to the current iteration of Lara Croft. She still technically has big busts, but it's bound to make more sense for the way she moves around. You know that. Look at the new... They, they, made, they made it a point to do that so that she wasn't as objectified and make it a little bit more realistic. They showed, they showed the, the progression from okay. the original Lara Croft to the way the new ones that um, Square Enix has been making. I don't know what females Rob knows that are fighting in a mini skirt and a tube top. Uh, have you ever watched UFC? Anyway, <laughs> every every character in Dead or Alive. Can I make my point? Can right, I go make up. my point? Go up. You guys want, first off, you guys want freaking so much detail in a PlayStation 1 game, okay? Oh, that's not me. Second, second off, if you're in the Amazon and it's 90 degrees and you're treasure hunting, you're going to be putting on a pair of, uh, of long jeans or you're going to put on some shorts? She has a mini skirt on, not a short. And she wasn't. And Tiffa has a mini skirt? Tifa has a leather miniskirt. Places you want. What you want me to tell you, bro? (laughs) (laughs) The issue issue was the oversexing. What's what's wrong with a busty woman with boobs? Yes. I'm not saying that was wrong. I'm saying for the type of character, they anyway. They they over uh, they oversex. What's the word? Sexualized. um, Sexually objectify women. Yeah. And it's been, they still do it today in certain games. Um, but, you know, some of those games are becoming a lot less popular. Look at Dead or Alive. 
pretty good fighting game, but <laughs> yeah, they but they blink. I mean, most people, I think, <laughs> no, no, we can't even make that argument if that is sexually objectifies women because it sexually objectifies men too. So we all should be outraged. Not as not as not as much. How many of you look like Ryu Hayabusa? <laughs> no, the, the thing is, they actually talk about their jiggle physics. There's, there's any, there isn't any cock jiggle physics in the game. You can freaking toggle the jiggles. Yeah, they don't, they don't have cock jiggle, jiggle physics. They, it's all tits. Has that thing on ninety nine? <laughs> oh, say that, that yeah. We should all be outraged at their life, not just the women. No. <laughs> Mike's I like, think, I want I a body like a I don't look like Ryu. It's because you're not, not you're not a you're not a homeless not Japanese man. They're not sexually objectifying Ryu. Like they're not? Have you not played Street Fighter V? Have you not seen hot Ryu? Yeah, because they're showing, <laughs> they're showing Ryu's bulge and everything. Like like Chung Li has thick thighs and big titties. Oh Cammy's half dressed. So what's wrong? Oh Cammy is definitely again. <laughs> again, if uh, my point is if a if a woman has large thighs and huge breasts. Why is that being sexually objective? There are women like that in this world, are there not? Not close, bro. All okay. the women are wearing first, first nothing. Of, not, not, not all the women. All right, you're saying that, oh, okay, can I finish? Can I finish my point? Your point is that, oh, it, it, we can't look at Ryu because, oh, look at Chun-Li. She has thick thighs and big breasts, and she's wearing close to nothing. Ryu's wearing close to nothing either. Do you not remember how Ryu was just wearing pants? And he had muscles that costume? didn't even make sense? You mean the costume? Yes. The costume, the one when he, the one costume that he's shirtless, right? Yes. Compared to all the multiple costumes that some Chong Li and Cammy have, where they have dressed. Right, and Ryu has alter, more alternate costume where he's half dressed too. So does Ken. What about the guy? He's just wearing shorts. He's wearing traditional um, Muay Thai outfit. Shut up, Lamont. Exactly. What I'm saying is, I don't know what. I'm sorry. Know, isn't not, isn't Cammy? I'm sorry. Isn't Cammy a soldier? She's a, no, she's a like a pole, like an Interpol agent wearing a, a wearing spandex. Yeah, that's not that's not. Um, and she doesn't have large. She doesn't have a large bust. Her ass is out, Rob. So she's literally wearing a thong. Real life, <laughs> real, real life with big boob with big boobs and and thighs. Show me a, a, a Interpol agent that's wearing what Cammy's wearing to fight crime. <laughs> They're supposed to be on the cover. <laughs> she's not covered that. at all when I all look I'm at Cammy, I don't think oh that's a secret agent that's the point yeah she's infiltrated she's wearing the bikini she's like oh I'm in the party and all of a sudden she's just kills bison but then it's like, not really bison because bison has a bunch of bodies women wear t-shirts showing their breasts in like very 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 tight pants have you not been to brazil it's fucking oh my God. hot <laughs> rob play, plays the best devil's advocate i guess we found one of the people that were complaining about uh cyber pools uh lack cyberpunk. of a male and female option cyberpunk cyberpunk's lack of a female male option yeah rob was like i need boys to be boys and women to be sexy <laughs> I'm saying is Tiff is wearing a leather mini skirt. What have I got? Okay, so what? She's a soldier. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> a soldier wouldn't be wearing a mini skirt. So, so soldiers <laughs> can't wear skirts? 
<laughs> not when they're an act not when they're active so you're like mike oh black guys in the army can't have guns no i'm just saying okay if you're in the, if you're a soldier and you're active you're in active duty right now you would not be wearing a, a mini skirt have you played final fantasy 7 yes unlike mike okay. all right played final fantasy 7 <laughs> so, so let me ask you a question all right we found fantasy 7 story in the beginning we, we, we don't know too much of what's going on right First off, if you play Final Fantasy VII, you have to fill in the lie blanks so the story doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah, I said it. It doesn't. Who's to say before everything started, Tifa or Tifa, depending on what country you're from, was going out with her girls, you know, to a club and wanted to wear what she wanted. Is that is that so wrong that she wants to wear a leather skirt and then all of a sudden a bunch of shit oh popped off? She's a soldier. She was like, yo, I got to get down. It doesn't matter what I'm wearing. I got I to protect the people. So um, when you Except go up, a friend who got stabbed in the stomach or in the back. <laughs> so when you go up, so when you go out with the boys, you always have your um, your fighting gloves with you, bro. I gotta do what I gotta do, man. Shit pops off. <laughs> she was with another soldier. Uh, man, when shit pops off, I gotta be ready, bro. Like if it's a, it's just they oversexualize women. That's 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 what that's what they do. They do. I I agree. They oversexualize women, but when you bring them the point, like oh, could because she has big boobs. Well. Is that fair to say? Because if if we start, okay, if, let's say let's say as an industry, the video games start. You know, no one above a C cup is going to be in a video game, right? All these D cup women, like, oh, oh, why aren't we represented? There's nothing wrong with that. It's it's but it's, it's how, basically it's how you present it. it. Yeah, it's how you present it. Okay, that's it's how you take it as well. It's how the person uh, interprets it. It's it's most it's mostly no, how you present it. That's so. what I was that's what I was trying. I probably I was doing it, it saying it wrong. How you interpret it, just like what Mike was saying. Oh, but Chun Li, she has big breasts and thighs, but she's wearing a, a Chinese uh, traditional garment. Yeah, I don't have a. I didn't have an issue so with, with Chun Li. People are saying, oh, she she's being objectified because she has big breasts and huge thighs. There's women that have big breasts and huge thighs. Come no, on, but, stop. Oh, it. No, 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 no. That's how you interpret it. That's how you interpret it. No, but, off, okay. To go no to Street Fighter Five, though. That's true. What? There's no Thank jiggle you. physics. No, but to um, for for Chung Li, I didn't so really have an issue. You. I didn't really have I didn't really have an issue with Chung Li mainly because it actually fits with what she does. Thank her you. fighting her fighting style mostly deals with her legs, right? And if you Thank mostly you. deal with your legs, she would have bigger thighs. And it's not like. Yes, it got better towards I want to say the later generation because you could do more with the graphics, but actually they if, got a lot worse. Have you not seen Street Fighter Four models? No, no, I'm talking about where I'm talking about. No, I'm talking about the definition. So oh. it looks it actually even though it's ridiculous, um, they look more muscular than what they did when the game first came out when they didn't have all the sh shadow and shading effects that they could do where she just it looked like she just had thick thighs. It looks like someone who's actually works out in her craft and would have thighs due to the fact that she works out. Right, right. Like I said, it's it's really all about how they present it, in my opinion. That's what I was trying to. Um, and how you interpret it. But as you, a heterosexual man, you're going to be like, oh, that's sexy. Well, yeah, of but course. A, and if you were a different type of man, you might look at Zangief and be like, oh, there's actually objectify men okay let's let's walk around in tidy whities okay let's let's be honest it doesn't matter where you fall on the spectrum zangief is a sexy hey. mother oh, oh well exactly <laughs>
the, the man that wrestles bears for Christ's sake. Yo, oh, I'm saying uh, is that she's. I just want to wrap me in his arms. <laughs> a nice little bear hug. I've noticed that all Interpol characters, most Interpol characters, are all scantily dressed. Because they have Nina to enter Nina the Tekken. pool party. Tekken is in the title. What ninjas dress like Katana and Melina? Uh, technically, ninjas would kind of dress Lamont, like that. Lamont, Lamont, yes, you want me to post you. a picture of Katana in the, in the thing? Uh, Midway official, well, I said Midway, excuse me, <laughs> Realms official Katana photo. Cool. Yeah. Really? Well, well, okay, so we're going into a history lesson. Um, most ninjas and stuff were farmers and people who didn't have the kind of um, resources to it's make a lot of weapons. Post a historic post an act, a real ninja photo in the chat. Let's um, see how she was dressed. If she looks anywhere lit near to the Katana or Melina. I'm, no I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Um, when did they have flash photography for when Kanoichi's <laughs> were, <laughs> were real? <laughs> <laughs> Look, the reason why it would make sense for I'm a ninja. A picture to... of a right now in the mud. <laughs> This one Michelle Lamont up, so there's no, there's no photos, there's no photograph photos of samurais or nothing like this. That's what you're saying. That's no, ninjas. I've said ninjas. There, who are supposed you know, to? You know, Japanese feudal, you know the Japanese feudal era and the Meiji era didn't end back in the the ten fourteen. Ninjas. Okay, what, said, uh, Mike, Mike, what what was the what was the um job of a ninja? Was it to be seen? No. So why would a ninja take a picture? Hey, take a picture with my ninja suit. You know, you, you know that. Oh, let me step by the street real quick. Take a picture of me. This didn't look like the traditional ninja that you used to see on the cartoons. Yes, right? I know. I just what I was explaining oh, was my. most ninjas you were. That, that, I look. I said most ninjas were around farmers and people who didn't have the type of materials to make actual weapons. So the reason you. why they they would be dressed somewhat scantily clad or things like that is because their whole job was to deceive somebody into a position where they could actually kill them. They didn't have the material to make swords and stuff like a samurai did. If you look at the traditional sword that a um a, a ninja had, if they clashed, what really they ninjas were wearing back in the day. Now we post this in the chat so Lamont can just come out, read it, and see if you can. There was no photography back then. Oh my! Look, if a ninja clashed with a samurai with their actual sword, their sword would break. Ninja swords are meant to just stab people, so a kanoichi would dress like a geisha. A kanoichi would dress like a prostitute in order to get an official to get closer to them, so they could kill them. Their whole point is to disarm you with how they look. No one's gonna think, oh, this farmer here who's ninjas in real life dressed like Katana and Melina from Mortal Kombat. Okay, can I can I post a picture of a modern day ninja? <laughs> There's only one. Can I post it? Can Go I ahead. Post it? Go ahead. This is gonna be okay. This, this this is how they usually dress. How the hell do I get back into the chat thing? Oh, here we go. <laughs> Bruce Wayne. Exactly. This is how this is how a ninja dresses, and when he's he's not dressed like that, when he's not in his ninja persona, he's dressed in a business suit. I feel I feel like Mike is being super literal. No, they yeah. would not they would not dress exactly how Melina looks like in the um, Netherworld games, but they would be dressed pr provocatively. It's how Kanoichi, it's how Kanoichi got her kills. Thank look! You. Look up the traditional Kanoichi weapons. They are, look like fucking well, on, nails. Actually, how, how Show me a geisha, Lamont. 
We have yeah. strayed so far from the point. I don't even know what the hell we were talking about. Yeah, we, we really did. We were, we were doing gender roles in um in video games. That's yeah, getting better. It's a lot of games now where the main character is female. Headshot, you can find something good. You said headshot. No, kidding. I'm saying because when I went to Japan, <laughs> I didn't see the Molinas or Katanas. Because there's I, I, there's I, literally I, there's literally only one ninja still you know, in Japan. Um, Molina is not actually Japanese. And when they're poor, they dress like that, especially the women. You know, Katana's not actually Japanese either, right? You that, know, ninjas didn't have blonde hair, right? Yeah, Mike, you're being very literal in the fact yeah, of them dressed as Molina and stuff like that. They, like I said, they would dress provocatively. It's how it's how they got closer to who they had to kill. And for the males, and for the male side, and for the male side, they would, well, they would be wearing their normal um, farmer clothing. They, they'll dress like Ryu from Street Fighter Five, and just have the, some pants and no no shoes on. No shoes and have on. And muscles that haven't been discovered. <laughs> I wonder when they made the new Ryu. Were they influenced by um that horrible comic book era? I think DC started where they were just big for no reason. Oh, the Rob Blakefield um era. Oh my God. <laughs> Question of the week. Uh. I have a question. Is it true the ninjas in Dead or Alive look like the ninjas in Japan back in the feudal I think Mike's really upset over this. <laughs> um, do you do you guys care that the actual physical option of picking male or female are not? In the game Cyberpunk 2027, is that enough for you to not play a game that's probably going to be really good, just because of the fact that you don't have the option to pick an actual slider of male and female? Uh, you want my personal opinion? Yeah. Personally, I do not care mm. because when I'm playing a video game, mm -hmm. and it's especially a role-playing video game where you customize your character, mm -hmm. I I usually put myself in that position. I myself am a man, so when I play these games, I usually, you know, I envision myself mm -hmm. doing that. So it's not a big deal because I'm already, you know, I'm already in there. Yeah. Uh, opposed to a game like a uh, Tomb Raider, where the main character is a specific character that they wanted, I will see it through their eyes. So mm -hmm. I, in that game, I'm seeing it through Laura Cross eyes. But if I'm playing a role playing game where I customize the character and it's supposed to be an avatar that I want to be represented is usually me. So I, it doesn't matter to me if it's labeled as male or female or has no label because that's who I am at that point. I agree. I agree. I can see the argument on the other side, just mainly on the fact that I think some people are like, oh, I want to be defined that that's who I am. I want to definite. And it's like, you know, I think as you just have to loosen your grip on but you, especially when you're playing a video game where you're already suspending so much belief anyway, mm -hmm. you don't really need a label on it. But that's just my opinion, you know. I'm curious to see what Mike thinks. Yeah, Mike. All Interesting. Right. And that was our podcast for the week. That's a solid point. I'm so upset about feudal Japan. Tiffa wore a leather skirt, a leather mini skirt. All right, and we just, yeah, just came home from a nightclub. What's wrong with wearing a leather skirt? 
<laughs> I don't care. It, it, like like Rob said, um, when I'm creating a character, I'm already envisioning it being the character being myself. So I mm-hmm. don't need the the definite stamp of male or female or alien or gorgonaut or tree or plant or whatever. <laughs> gorgonaut. <laughs> to, to validate who that person who who my character is. It's a video game, guys. It's not that serious. Yeah, I think we're all in agreement in this. Um, only thing I don't agree with, I feel like they shouldn't take it. That's I I don't understand um, why it's such a big deal. It's, it's like if it was for another type of game, like Rob said, like if it was like Laura Croft or something like that, um, I still wouldn't get it. But I would understand why they would be um, somewhat offended or it would be jarring for them. But when you it's a role playing game usually some of the some role playing games they don't even acknowledge you really when it's time for them to say your name or something like that it's just silence so the fact that they still acknowledge you and they should be happy and it doesn't change anything about the gameplay at all um and i know a lot of guys who when they do play role-playing games they make women i you should joke around because i didn't understand that because if you're playing a role-playing game you'd want to i i assume that you want to play that character as yourself but it's also a role-playing game so some people will like to play outside of themselves so i get that as well so the fact that there's no physical button that you can say i'm male or female in this kind of game is just it's it's a big non-issue you guys listening to this I think, I think people just want to complain about everything that I, I also think that as well for all of you guys listening to this you can um let us know your opinions on the matter if you made this far and then get offended in the first 20 minutes no i'm gonna i've definitely got to cut this down or make a make a little extra bonus episode after it because we're two hours in Damn. <laughs> all right um so Rob, what are you playing this week? Um, Pokemon Masters. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, I had a friend that wants to give you on the podcast, so I will give a short review. Okay. I think the game is designed to be grind heavy. Yep. If that's your certain thing, you like RPGs where you have to grind to get the best character, that's definitely the game for you. I know a lot of people were worried about uh, microtransactions, and I can understand where they're coming from. There is not a lot of emphasis on microtransactions because the best characters in the game are unlocked through the story. Okay. If you have one specific trainer that you really like, then I can see it being an issue because the microtransactions are kind of expensive. <laughs> so, if you think about it, it's uh every day they give you um they give you a free deal of the day, which is like, well, it's not free. You have to use paid gems because they have two different types of gems. They have the gems you collect and then the paid gems. Now, 100 paid gems gives you one character a day. Mm-hmm. Okay. 100 gems is $1. So when that deal is done, it goes back to regular price. 300 gems for one character or 3,000 gems for 10 characters. So that means each character is costing you $3. That's ridiculous. Wow. So yeah, that part it's ridiculous, but everything else in the game, like the leveling up and again the certain items you get have to get in game. Mm-hmm. So the game is a double edged sword when it comes to that. Yes, the game is fully playable. Um without paying any money. Pay no money and enjoy the game fully. You have great characters. I think the top tier character right now is Rosa. Mm-hmm. 
she's the best support character and she's completely free you get her in the second chapter of the game rosa if you don't know is the main protagonist from black and white 2 the female protagonist she's one of the best characters in the game you're absolutely free so you can fully enjoy the game without paying money but if you have a specific character like for example they have the main character from sapphire the female chris Mm-hmm. If that's one of your favorite characters, you're gonna have to fork over some money, unless oh. you're really lucky and get her with some of the free gems you get. But it is what it is. So the game is really good to me. I like I like the game. Um, there is one problem I have with it, besides mm-hmm. the microtransactions, and that is the whole beginning of the game is a freaking uh, oxymoron. Really? You start the game out in the story. The story starts out, and Cynthia the uh, your waifu champion of uh, yes the champion of Sinnoh. she's being challenged to battle by the new evil team in the game they're called team mask being challenged and this i think brock says oh you can't force a, a trainer to battle if they don't want to battle because she's tired and i'm sitting there like wait a minute <laughs> I'm for, i've been to battle people for years i didn't want to battle <laughs> so, no, and the crazy part is that if that was a crazy you, know, you go over there and, and you, you're gonna sit these like I'm tired. Can you battle them? And the guy's like, "We'll battle you because, you know, once a challenge has been issued by a trainer, there's no way to back out of it." I'm like, "Wait a minute! You just said that you can't force somebody to battle, but now you're telling me you have to battle." You <laughs> I'm like, "What the heck is going on?" Brock breaks the rules for pretty women. You forgot? He breaks it twice. He breaks it <laughs> twice. What have I got? In my bottle. <laughs> but no, the game is the game is pretty good. All right, um, besides, I, the only thing I've been playing. Yeah, but I actually might check it out then. Um, games I'm playing right now is Astral Chain for the Switch. That game is really, really fun. Um, it is super, it is super, it is super anime. So like after you finish the um, the prologue story, um, but I know like in the yeah after you finish it um, and, and you get basically the the general um controls down pack like right after that first part of the story it literally goes into like an anime opening <laughs> for the <Wow>. game <laughs> yeah so yeah if you are an anime fan or if you just like um action yeah action rpgs um this is definitely a great game to play um i was going to buy control but um because nvidia and intel do these specials when you buy at a certain time um i did not buy the game because i will be getting it not really for free i'm pretty sure it is um integrated into the cost of the laptop um i'll be playing that when the laptop gets in this week um so yeah i'm looking forward to playing finally playing control i saw a lot of great things for it um I'm glad I'm getting it on the PC because the ray tracing in the game looks amazing. And I'm glad that I have another game that I can actually utilize that technology so I can um, justify buying this 2080. Um, yeah, and that's the games I'm looking forward to today. So some of the games I'm currently playing right now is I'm playing uh, Super Smash Bros. Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, as you guys know already. And I'm also playing uh, the Blair Witch game, which is really good. So if anybody who's a fan of Resident Evil 7 and Alan Wake, 
I think you guys will really like the game. It's like no weapons. You're in the middle of nowhere looking for a boy that's been missing for a while. It's just you and your dog and just complete total chaos. So that's two games that I'm like, mostly Blair Witch, but that's two games that I'm playing right now. All right, and that's our podcast, guys. Um, thank you for listening. Um, remember, new episodes every Tuesday. Um, you can find me at That's Gertie on all social media platforms. And I think my internet is fixed. I'm going to try and stream today, but I stream every Sunday, Tuesday, Friday, and Saturday. Um, yeah, and that's it. Where can they find you, Rob? You can find me on our Instagram page. Uh... Winds up gaming at Instagram. Uh, I am going to work on the Twitter. Okay. For myself. And so you guys can reach me on Twitter. As soon as I get that up, I will let you guys know what it is. Um, I'm not sure. I would have to ask Mike once the games, I'm sorry, the Winds up Twitter will be up. I'll add, you know, he could chime in and tell you when that, that's going to be. But for my own personal Twitter, I will be making one. All right. You guys can with me and stuff and that's about it okay so remember get your wins up all right and mike where can they find you you can follow me on wins up gaming that's wins up gaming on instagram wins up gaming on instagram and you can also check out my ebay store we're selling vintage games consoles toys all that good stuff on on console cartel that's on ebay so console cartel on ebay and that's wins up gaming on instagram okay guys so check me out there. All right. That was our podcast for today. See you guys later.